This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today, we are getting to the nitty gritty of why and how you should be using Facebook ads in your business. This is an area that I see people either absolutely nailing and it is helping them massively scale or wasting a lot of time, effort, energy, and cash. And today I'm joined by Emma Van Heusen, who is a Facebook marketer, and she really knows her stuff. Emma has come in and done numerous trainings for myself and my clients inside my my various masterminds and programs, and she really does keep her finger on the pulse. And those of you who are maybe kind of watching Facebook ads from the sidelines, you may be aware that lots of things have been happening with ad accounts. So hey, Emma. Welcome to the show. And I hope you're going to just kind of dispel some myths for us today. Absolutely. I would absolutely love to. Let's let's get myth busting right now. So what haven't I said? I always say before we go live, I'm not going to do a really, really long, boring intro because I don't like listening to them on other people's podcasts. So Emma, what haven't I told people about you and your business that I should have mentioned? Ah, well, I'm an agency owner. Mm -hmm. So I have a Facebook marketing company and I also uh, teach Facebook ads. So as well as sort of in the weeds doing the do, I also teach entrepreneurs, coaches, freelancers, social media managers, how to run their own funnels or for clients. So that's my main passion. And you're working with a lot of very successful entrepreneurs as well, getting their ads accounts right from scratch to running huge campaigns for them that quite frankly, are bringing in incredible amounts of revenue. So For someone then who hasn't really understood what they can do with Facebook ads, what are the benefits of using them? Well, the key benefit is that you can make money when you sleep, you know, and that is where the gold is. So if you understand how to run a funnel properly, it's just a pipeline to make money. It's also a pipeline to lose money. Mm -hmm if you don't know how to do it properly. But if you can nail that funnel, and it doesn't happen overnight, I think lots of people online will allude to the fact that Facebook ads are a silver bullet and that you know they work instantly. Mm-hmm. Now, can they work instantly? Absolutely. But for lots of people, they don't because there's a lot of testing involved. But once you get past that and you really understand what's working and what isn't, and that is the key to be able to make data-driven decisions, you can then have a funnel that works on autopilot and you literally can turn it on and turn it off like a tap. And that's pretty exciting for an entrepreneur. And that phrase, make money while you sleep. Okay, we hear that and it feels a bit cliche and a little bit cheesy. If you are not someone who who has had a system or a funnel that works in that way, it's kind of hard to believe that that's really possible. And yet it is. Some people are running almost their entire models off the back of Facebook ads very successfully. So what makes a good ad then? Well, there's lots of moving parts to it, to a high-performing ad. Step one, really, is understanding what objective to choose. Because you can have an amazing ad, great copy, great image, 
well targeted. But if you don't understand the end game, then you're going to be looking for the wrong people because your objective is wrong. And I think the trap that lots of people fall into is thinking that they can get people to take high intent action when they don't know who you are. And that's why you have to play the long game and do testing, because actually it's all about a funnel. And a funnel means somebody comes into the top of it cold, and then you nurture them, put good content in front of them, valuable content, you get them onto your list, that's absolutely key. Mm. And you nurture them. So by the time you go for the ask at the bottom of that funnel, they are desperate to buy from you. And I think that's that's the thing that people don't understand is you can choose purchase as your objective. You know, everyone wants sales, mm-hmm. but actually that's unlikely to work unless it's a very low level offer and you have already got credibility in that market to work. So it's about understanding the different steps to get somebody to take that action. It's like you need to hold their hand. I think that goes for any element of your business, doesn't it? I mean, you don't want to take, if if you're immediately going for the sale in whatever you're doing, well, where have you nurtured that relationship? Where have you built that trust? Where have you intrigued somebody? Yeah, I guess the difference is if you make that mistake on a personal level by doing it, it hasn't cost you anything other than probably your reputation a little bit, but it actually hasn't cost you any money. Yeah. The difference is, is when you start to put money into it, you know, that can really hurt. Can I'm nodding very hard because I think over the course of two and a half years, I spent about £5,000 that I didn't really have when I was right at the start of my business by whacking up an ad in the hope more people are going to come into my business because I didn't have a clue. I didn't know what I didn't know. And at that point, you know, when you've got a little bit more money behind me that I can play with, if you like, the marketing budget, which right at the beginning of my business was a concept that didn't even exist because there wasn't enough money coming in. But then I was able to invest in in getting help and support and, and learning as well myself. What are the fundamentals going on behind the scenes? What do I hope that a Facebook ad is going to do for me or or a campaign, should we say? Because it's not all about the one advert. No, I mean, I have, when I teach in America quite a lot with um, Nick, who you know, one of the things I talk about is if you do really understand and get this right, and I sort of showcase a screenshot of it, you know, I could put 50 quid on a boosted post and make 20 grand you know, from 50 quid. That is under, that, there's a lot of work that goes into understanding those kinds of strategies. But when you do, it means that you can, when you know the time is right, put out something like that and know that you're going to, you know, have a decent ROI on it. You know, before I understood Facebook ads, and you know, it's that classic of what you said, you don't know what you don't know. I would spend small amounts of money because I was nervous and realized that over the course of a year, I'd spanked a load of money and, <laughs> and Zuckerberg was, you know, running up his pension. Meanwhile, I was confused as to why everybody else seemed to be doing it so well. And I couldn't understand what I was doing wrong. This is the thing. It is an intricate system that if you don't understand what you're looking at, you can waste money very easily. And I think that's where people get tied up. You mentioned there that you could put money behind a boosted post and get a return on investment. 
a lot of people right at the start of their business, because Facebook makes it very easy, will just go and boost a post as opposed to creating a Facebook ad. Can you just talk about what the differences are? Well, boosted posts are they're, they're a little bit more um, sophisticated than they used to be. But essentially, a, it, it's a post that always started on your page. And actually, I do as part of a strategy, I don't see any boosted posts are not, are not an ad strategy. However, if you have a strategy to get the right people onto your page, you are very good at nurturing your page because Facebook is always going to be looking at your page post history to make sure your page is well loved. That's another thing people don't. It's like, I won't bother with my page. I'll just, you know, I might do the odd boosted post. I don't nurture the page. It doesn't work. That's part of the system is actually, you know, page post engagement as an objective works really well if you have a good audience on there that you are warming up with good content all the time, you know, and that is about understanding your avatar. So with the boosted post, I think it's always worth whacking a bit of money behind the odd post purely for being front of mind and brand awareness. Something interesting there that I'd like to just discuss. So a lot of people come in and they get into the online space and, you know, they want to set up their business. They're excited about it. They know they have to have a page. They don't really know what to do with it. And so, and they're getting more traction on their profile. Uh, And I actually can hold my hand up and say, right now, I haven't been focusing on my Facebook page. I've kind of, I've got to that point with social media. I've just... I know what I'm doing in my business. I show up when I need to show up, but I know I'm guilty of not being consistent right now. What would you say to people then who are resistant or ignoring their Facebook page, acting like it doesn't exist? You're missing a trick to authority build, you know, and then lots of people will use their profiles to do that, but Facebook doesn't really like it. And you can, you have to be a little bit careful with that strategy. If Facebook, you know, really sees that actually you're, you're operating as a business from your personal profile, you can find that that profile, you know, might disappear. So you have to look at your Facebook page as your shop window, you know, and I always talk about content pillars, a strategy where you are, One, creating awareness. So you are letting people understand and know what it is that you do, not in a cell capacity, all right? It's awareness. Mm. You also want to build authority. And that is about putting content in there that sees you as a leader in your field, sees you as credible, all right? It's a way of showcasing your knowledge. And knowledge is power. So Awareness is about letting people know how they can work with you and what you do, in, but not in a particularly salesy way. It's, it's almost like a psychological sale. Mm. Then you will have your authority, which is credibility markers that you will put in. That might be where you showcase testimonials. That might be where you talk about reflections on, I've just come off of a call in my mastermind and it was really interesting because of blah, blah, blah. And it's a way of showcasing your knowledge. And then you will have the final pillar. So you've got awareness, authority, affinity. People buy from people they like. Mm -hmm. And if you've dialed in your avatar, what happens is that you often attract people like yourself, you know? And that is about being able to build affinity. So people understand 
I can see that this person is credible. Tick. They've hit the authority marker. I can see that this person does this. Tick. Hit the awareness marker. But I can also see that I like the person that I see in front of me. And I can see that I would enjoy working with them. Affinity. You know, she's funny or she's serious and businesslike. And that's about, that's about, you know, who your avatar is. But without having all three, it's very difficult to get people to buy mm. because they might like you, but they don't have awareness. So they don't really get what you do. Or they, you have awareness, they know what you do, but you don't show that you're very credible. Yeah, and you've got to have all of them in order to build a business. And that stuff doesn't happen over time either. It does take consistency and again hands up not always consistent but <laughs> I think people think they have to pay, post on their page every day and you don't those days are over but it is about being consistent so you're better off doing one thing consistently than you know three posts one week and then crickets for, for the next yeah, and I see that a lot I see that an awful lot so I'd like us to touch a little bit on, so we've talked about you knowing your objective and obviously within Facebook ads, you can be really targeted about your audience. Can we talk a little bit about a retargeting strategy? Maybe people have heard that being talked about, but don't understand what that is. What is a a retargeting strategy with Facebook ads? Well, it's essentially pulling them into the funnel. So a retargeting strategy would be, let's take examples of things that we have, you know, as coaches done in our business, like a challenge, for example. So you will get somebody into your challenge. You may do a bit of pre-nurture to warm them up a bit. So by the time you open your challenge, they're like, hell yeah, I am in. This is exactly what I need. And it's exactly what you need because you know what your audience, you know, the pain points of your and you know the problems that you can solve for them. You get them into the challenge, you nurture them. Retargeting is then when you go back to those very warm people and essentially, as crass as it is, get them over the line. You know, it's about getting people over the line. There will be people that will buy instantly. They're like, I am in. But there are a lot of people that sit on the potty (laughs) I used to be one of those people. Yeah, one of the last minute people. They're thinking about it. But if you don't activate that sense of, I need this right now, and therefore I have to do it, I have to purchase right now, then it doesn't happen. No. That's when the retargeting campaign really comes into its own. You've done, you know, you've had the funnel to attract that cold lead. You've delivered the thing, be it a a challenge or a masterclass or, or even an evergreen funnel that they've gone into. But what if you're not then showing up after you've done all of that hard work, if you're not showing up in that in that open cart period until the deadline, then you might not get people crossing the line. No, no. And most people buy right, right down to the wire. You know, I'm- it's absolutely true. And also anyone who's had a closed cart strategy will know that the next day or hour and a half later, you get messages saying, can I come in? And actually, I think to be true to a closed cart strategy and to get your audience to do what you you, you need to say, no, you can't. No. Too late. No, because it's, you know, it's out of integrity then, mm. isn't it? If you yeah. don't. And I find, you know, that retargeting strategy is so 
often overlooked because people are like, well, I've said it's open. Yeah, I've got the email address. I've got yeah. the email. I'll just send the emails. And actually what they do is they, they work together, you know, mm. because if you just rely purely on email, well, good luck with that because open rates are, are not what they used to be. We are bump. It's like we're in a we're in a, a space of infobesity, really, where there is so much we're bombarded with stuff. Mm. So, however good that email is, you know, there's a, bit, a lot of people that don't open it. Well, I think I, I, there are a lot of people that don't open it. I do think that you do need the emails because some people will purchase from the emails, and it's almost that even if they don't open them, you're still reminding them, you're still showing up in their inbox. And I think that's important. Well, but a retargeting I- strategy, you. If they're scrolling on Facebook and you've got your ads set up in a particular way, they're going to see you. They're going exactly. to see your video or your yeah. ad. Or... Email is key to, to my closing cart strategy. Absolutely. But I think what happens is there will be, there's going to be people that open the email. They still don't do anything. Yeah. But those people will then see you. It's omnipresence. Mm. So they will then see you on Facebook and they're like, she's there again. And this is really speaking to me. Yeah. You know, or people may see your ad and then go and open your email because they're like, oh, actually, that's quite interesting. Like she really spoke to me or he really spoke to me or that testimonial from, from that person on that video, testimonials are great. Mm. That's you know key for what I do is, well, the proof is in the eating, isn't it? Let's get some people who've actually been through my program telling you their experience. I can tell you how good it is. I know it's damn good. Just accelerates that trust, doesn't it? For but sure. it's about social proof from others. And also that that person who's in the retargeting video, for example, the person watching that identifies and thinks, well, that could be me. I could have that result. I was, that's where I am now. So Emma, I do want to briefly touch on some of the changes that have gone on with Facebook ads recently. I know that there's been lots of changes because of the recent Apple iOS upgrade. What's that yeah. meant for people's ad cam- ad uh, accounts? Well, for me, in actual fact, I was on a call with some of the top Facebook marketers globally yesterday. We, we were talking about this. Getting somebody on your list is fundamental and actually more fundamental now than ever. Because you always want to own the data. I mean, that's been a long-term strategy for me right from the get-go. You know, the money is in the list, Mm. which means that if people do choose to opt out, and I think what people don't really realize is they may think, hmm, I'm going to opt out. I don't want Facebook to track me. It doesn't mean they're not going to get any ads. They are still going to get ads. They're just not going to get ones that are suitable for them. They won't be relevant, you know? And I don't think people realize how well curated their news feed is because you see things that Facebook knows you like based on your touch, you know, based on the the digital footprint that you leave. You take your footprint away, you're going to see all sorts of stuff. You're like, I'm still seeing ads, but these ads are rubbish. I don't like any of this stuff. So it's a folly to think that by opting out, I don't really think you're doing this. I certainly won't. Of course, I wouldn't be opting out. Nobody nobody that I know wants to opt out. No. And you know what? There are some amazing things that come to my awareness because of Facebook ads. Exactly. Exactly. So I think for people that do opt out, you know, retargeting strategies are going to be a little bit more tricky to pull off. 
that is another reason why you want them on the list. So at least you can touch, you can, you've got a touch point there by email. But it's about looking at the type of content you build to, in order to get the audiences. So building warm audiences is always a long-term strategy. Building warm audiences of people that have engaged with uh, a video, for example. You know, these people can still be tracked because they're on Facebook anyway. Yeah. So, and then you want to build warm audiences of those people and then build lookalikes of those warm audiences and have to build your targeting out that way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think lots of people think the world is going to collapse. You know, it's going to stop spinning on its axis because of the iOS 14 update. It's going to make things a bit trickier, but it's it's an even playing field for everybody. Like people will say to me, or, or are you worried? No, because it hasn't affected my agency. It hasn't affected the people coming in wanting to work with us. Because where else are you going to put your money, Anna? You know, okay, you take you put it on Snapchat or Pinterest. It's the same deal. People are only talking about Facebook as if it's pure Facebook problem. Because it's a digital problem. And then they're only talking about Facebook because Facebook is by far the best platform for advertising. It's the natural go-to. So it's all, it isn't a Facebook problem. It's an app. But we're all in the same field. You know, are you going to start putting your money into printed material? Nope. No. <laughs> are you going to have billboards the side of the motorway? No. Well, you're still going to be advertising online. You could have more of a Google AdWords strategy. But really, when you're playing in that field, one, it's really expensive. And two, I always say Facebook ads, and they're still going to be really effective at doing this, create a desire for something you didn't even know you wanted. Yeah, for sure. Whereas Google is more, you're already searching for something that you know you want. Very, very, very different context to those. So, you know, it's going to be tricky a little bit, I think. And there are lots of things further. We're learning all the time what's happening. And Facebook are not going to take this lying down, that much I do know. Yeah, for sure. This is something they're going to find ways to get around. They are. They're already on that. And, you know, I'm talking to, to my rep about it. And they're like, you know, we have some very, very clever people at Facebook. So we are working. We are figuring out exactly what we can do. But it's a level playing field for everybody. So if someone wants to get on this field, they're at that point, okay, I've thought about it. I've maybe got some budget aside. What's the best way to start? With a really good hook. Hook. I thought you said cook. No, a hook. <laughs> a hook. Really understanding, yeah, anyone that rubs Facebook ads without really dialing into their avatar is on a hiding to nothing. So do not go down the trap of thinking, if I speak to everybody, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I won't be leaving money on the table because you'll be speaking to nobody. So you want to have a real well-dialed-in avatar. You can have more than one, you know, lots of businesses, you don't have to do some one avatar, but actually what you want is a hook that speaks to them. Once you understand that, and you can test lots of different strategies, I won't bore you with that now because it won't mean anything to anybody anyway. But once you understand what hook solves or resonates or solves a problem that your avatar have, I would start with a very, very basic list building strategy. And I know that you actually have a freebie, don't you, that helps people 
with working out what their Facebook strategy should be? Yep. All about some key things that I see uh, people getting wrong. (laughs) And, you know, they're very easily fixable. So I do, yeah, seven strategies that I will adopt for any ad campaign that I'm running. Fabulous. So we're going to make sure that that is in the show notes wherever you're listening today. And guys, Emma really does know what she's talking about with Facebook ads. So thank you so much for coming on today. Emma has loads of different programs and courses. Watch out for when she's in launch, because if you go in her funnel, you'll see her all over Facebook. And she's helping so many people just accelerate their businesses. So go and check her out. Thank you so much for coming on today, Emma. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved it. (laughs) It's always good to have a natter. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.